Well, good morning. Good morning. You know, we serve an awesome and mighty God. And I am so thankful that he has blessed me with an opportunity to stand before you today. It's always good to see you. And I ask that you pray for our brother May. You know, I got a call on my way out of the house this morning uh, and he wasn't feeling well this morning. Uh, So that's why I'm standing before you this morning. Uh, But definitely continue to keep him uh, and his wife, Lisa, in in your prayers. Uh, I I think he's more so battling with some sinus issues, but uh, but keep us all in prayer. We're all going through one thing or another. I was just talking to Brother Tillman just a little bit ago, and he's uh, going through some things with possibly sinuses as well. I've gone through my bout of some issues this week, too, <laughs> with some um, health issues and, and whatnot. But I know we're all going through one thing or another. Uh, and when I was talking to Brother May this morning, you know, he said it was his sinuses. And I was wondering if it was more uh, of LSU-itis since uh, LSU whooped up on uh, Alabama so much yesterday. But uh, since he's not here for me to pick on him, I'll let that slide. But, uh, you know, go LSU. But anyhow, um, you know, I, I was talking to Brother Kyrie as well, and it and, and seems like I keep getting put on the spot. Like, <laughs> these last minute, hey, can you fill in? And I said last time, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get me a, a lesson prepared and get it on the side so I know when he hit right. me again, I'm going to be ready. Right. Well, <laughs> but I'm thankful that he has, that Brother May has enough confidence in me and, and a couple of the other brothers where he can reach out and say, well, I know that this brother will actually, I know that he is in the Bible, that he studies the Bible and that he's able to uh, proclaim God's word and stick within the Bible. So Man. I'm thankful that he has that confidence in me. And I actually am thankful to share a message with you. And I was thinking, you know, I, I had some other uh, messages that I have brought to you all before. And I think the last time, you know, when I put a lesson together, I like to do a slideshow and all that. And I think the last one that I did, a uh, slideshow, it actually had 54 slides. And, and I was like, I don't want to bring that one out again. So, <laughs> so with that, it, this is, I won't keep you long. These are all the notes that I, I have for this morning. But that's not all my lesson. Uh, but I, I wanted to look and see, well, what, what is going on with our congregation right now? What, what do I see? And what do I think, uh, you know, what word can I bring to our congregation? And as I look, uh, we're going through a lot. You know, uh, I, I look and our kids are going through one thing or another. They're struggling in school. They're struggling with their peers. We look at... Uh, on our jobs, we're struggling there. We're going through things on our jobs. And I look at the marriages. The marriages are struggling right now. And how do we deal with that as Christians? Right. You know, the, the passage that was read into your uh, hearing this morning was actually incorrect. I, 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 think I gave Gerard 1 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, but it should be 2 Corinthians. So if we can get 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 three and four up on the board. And this is just the, the, the preliminary reading. There's another passage that I really want to key in on. And I, if I had a topic for today, it would be, uh, why, Lord? Why? Why, Lord? You ever ask that? You know, you're going through things and, man, why? Why now? Why me? Why this? Why that? But why, Lord? 
And we'll start out with 2 Corinthians chapter 1 uh, and verse 3. It says, praise be, and I'm, I'm reading from the NIV version, uh, in case it's a little different than on the board. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father and, uh, of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of disheartening when you look out and you see empty seats. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for, first and foremost, we know that when two or three are gathered together, you know, Jesus said he's going to be in the midst. Yeah. But then he tells us that we are to come together to admonish one another as well. Yeah, yeah. And when I see that my brothers and sisters are not here, you know, that, that is a little disheartening because, as I've explained to you before, I, 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 we feed off each other. God, God is so, so much smarter than we are. Yeah. And he saw the need that in, in 2019 that we were going to not only need him first and foremost, but we need each other. Man. We're not meant to go through all these things alone. Man. Not only did he leave us the comforter, but he left us each other as well yeah. so yeah. that we don't have to go through life alone. Man. So I do ask that you, you know, those that are missing, if you know of a brother or sister that is not here, that you reach out, encourage them. They need encouragement just as much as we that are sitting in here. That's right. And I want to say even more so because they're not here. Where is their hope coming from? Yeah. So if they I guarantee you they're going through one thing or another. And if they have the notion that I'm going through this struggle in life, but I'm OK sitting at home. I'm okay without being there worshiping God when he said he's looking for me to worship him in spirit and truth on this day. Yeah. So if their mindset is, oh, I'm going to just wallow in my sorrow, I'm just going to deal with my troubles on my own, I'm going to deal with it this way, pray for them, reach out to them, encourage them as we encourage one another. And in the second part of that, it says, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. So when we go through things, we can relate when somebody else is going through something. And, you know, me and Georgia, we're not the only one in here sitting in here for one that's married. We're not the only ones that's sitting in here that have kids. We're not the only ones that have a child in high school. We're not the only one that still has a child in college. So we're going through some things. We're not the only one with jobs. So we go through some things. You know, just because we look around and, and you see us with smiles on our faces and look like we got ourselves together, no matter how much money you got, no matter what your economic status is, no matter where you live, what neighborhood you're at, you're going to go through something. And we see all these rich folks, millionaires, billionaires all the time committing suicide, acting crazy, doing all kind of stuff, uh, you know, strung out on drugs and all these other things. So those things don't take your troubles away. But the things that we're going through, we're here for one another. Right. This is not, it's not just you. It's not That's just right. me. That's right. So we need each other as we go through these troubles. So in yeah. verse 4, it says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with, uh, with the comfort of ourselves have received from God. So we have received this comfort for God. Yeah. So not just to say that we are going through things, but you wonder why. And I look at Job and I, I've always said, well, man, I wonder if, if I'm tested like Job, would I would I survive? Would I would I pass the test? Probably not. 
as much as we say, <laughs> yeah. But, but we are tried with so many tribulations, not in those things that we think of. I mean, those things that are evident, right? Those things that, but yeah, if I'm tested with this, I, I can survive that. But Satan is so crafty. The, the trials that God allows us to go through. You say God allows us to go through trials. Yes, he does. He allows us to go through yeah. trials in this life because it's yeah. a testing of our faith. That's right. And it's not going to be what you think. That's right. It's not always going to be what you think. That's right. And I'm going to get into this, but it, you know, it, if you put your faith in man, then he's going to fail you. Man. So in your marriage that you looked at that, that husband or that wife of yours and you said, oh, they just, when you were dating, you know, perspectives change. So I mean, back in the dating realm. So when you were dating, you said, oh, he, she's just the apple of my eye. He's just, a, he's just so perfect. She's so perfect. Just, oh, I love him. I love her. And then you move on in life and, you know, I guarantee you that husband or that wife is going to disappoint you. That husband or wife is going to make you sad. That husband or wife is going to make you angry. Even a child. You know, not, without a doubt, I love my daughters and would do anything for them. Anything. But me as a man, I know that I have disappointed them at one point in time. I know that I've made them cry or made them sad or made them angry. Because I'm a man. I'm, we're going to mess up. So those things bring about trials. But what I want to really harp on, I wanted to start out there, but really I want to bring my lesson from Isaiah. Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45 and beginning at verse 5. And I guess I'll conclude at 10. So Isaiah 45, verse 5. And I'm reading from the NIV, so it's a little different from on the board. It says, I am the Lord. And there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you. And this is he was actually talking with Israel, but we, we are so much in parallel with, with the early Israelites. I mean, it's, it's, it's like parallel. <laughs> so he's addressing them, but it's also addressing us in this day and time. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you. Though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, men may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity, and I create disaster. Is that in the Bible? Let's see what the King James uh, Version said. I'm going to have to turn. I can't read behind me. So I'm going to read that from the King James from my standard here. Verse seven. It says, I form the light. I create darkness. I make peace and create evil. Is that right? God said, I create evil. I create disaster. And like I said, these things that we go through in life. You know, I'm talking about social media and how can you be a, a Christian in a social media society with our teens. Yeah. And there's a lot of evilness on social media. Yes, it is. 
And there's so much craftiness. You know, we talk, talk, we're going to end up talking about uh, uh, predators on the Internet and all these things that they, they fix up and look like they're legit and something nice and all these things, but are pure evil. You know, these trials that we're faced with, and like I said, even with on your job, you go through things on your job when somebody's just getting on your last nerve, you just on your last leg with your job. And some people on the job are just pure evil, keeping up mess. And you like, man, if I, the job would be perfect if it wasn't for them. <laughs> but God has a way of putting things in our way. Yeah. Regardless if it's marriage, regardless if it's something with our kids, regardless if it's something on the job. God has a way of putting these things and it's not always fixed up like, hey, here am I. You know, here's my trouble. Get over me. Get over me. No, God said, I'm going to put these stumbling blocks in front of you. And I want to see how you're going to deal with this. That's right. That's right. But how do we deal with that as a Christian? Right. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of perplexed with lately on what I'm seeing. Well, even when I look at our, our kids, you know, I'm so thankful that they're going to be able to give you all the perspective on social media from their standpoint. Uh, you know, one thing that came out of our discussion is, OK, when 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 the adults are talking about it, they, they're just disconnected. They're always bad on us and we can't do this and that and all this. Well, that's something that they're dealing with. So. This trial and tribulation that I even see our kids dealing with, there, there's so much going on in their lives with peer pressure. There, there's. I mean, shooting up schools, there's vaping going on. Not even, you know, marijuana, all this other drugs that, that's going on, this, uh, uh, all these other drugs. But they think they can get away with, with vaping because it doesn't stink, you know, smell like grapes and all these other things. And well, let me try that. So the things that they are faced with at school on a daily basis, and it's not just high schoolers. We got little kids in the bathroom in, in elementary school. Dealing with situations, yeah. which is pure evilness. But does it manifest itself as evil? No. But even them, they have to deal with trials and tribulations. And as parents, we're supposed to raise them in the admonition of the Lord. That's so right. even that, we have to deal, we're supposed to deal with that trial and tribulation. That's right. yeah. And I, I, I see, you know, the little, little ones around now. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I ain't, I'm not dealing with little ones now. <laughs> Lord bless y'all. Man, but it's even hard enough seeing what my daughters are going through through high school. And it's crazy. And I look at the things that we went through during high school and our parents thought that was crazy. But man, they turned it up a hundred knots now. So these things, these trials that we're dealing with on a daily basis and they're coming home and, you know, don't want to have a conversation with you. That's a trial that you're having to deal with, but it doesn't face itself like, hey, here's that's Satan dealing with my kids. So I see that there's been a disconnect even between the parents and the kids, even in our own congregation. And I see that that many of you are asking for prayers for for your jobs. You know, some of you are saying, well, why why am I going down this route? Why am I at this point in my career? Why am I at this point trying to find a job? Why am I? Why, Lord? Why? Well, we're not here by chance. That's 
God puts us, and I, I pray all the time that I can remain humble in all that I do, and God guides my path yeah. in all that I do. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, y'all can be a testament. I guarantee you you can. If you look back, especially adults, if you look back five, ten years ago, I guarantee you, you're not where you were five and ten years ago. That's right. Those things that you asked for prayers for, that you wanted to be at this certain, you wanted to do this, God blessed you with those things, and you forgot and just moved on and wanted something else. That's right. That's right. But I guarantee you, God has been good to all of us in here. Yeah. I guarantee you. But did you go through trials along the way? Yeah, you did. And God blessed you through them. And now you forgot them. You're going through something else. And here you go again, begging and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. But God is bringing us through these things for a reason. That's right. God has put us on this path for a reason. That's right. You are here today for a reason. That's right. For one, you're encouraging me that you're here. Man. To say, hey, you know what? I'm not the only one crazy enough to believe that God created heaven and earth. I'm not the only one crazy enough to believe that Jesus is the son of God who came and died for my sins. And hey, one day I'm, I can go to heaven. Right. I'm not the only one thinking that. I don't, so I don't feel that crazy. That's right. Because you all are here with the hope that you're going through something and that you're hoping and praying and that you have faith that God can get you through whatever you're going through. Because if you didn't think that, I don't think you would be here. Amen. So praises be to God that you are here. Yeah. So God said, I'm going to put these things in your way. I, I create this darkness. I create these disasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going on in that verse seven, I, the Lord, do all these things. Verse eight. You heavens above rain down righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness grow with you. I, the Lord, have created it. So God, not only has he created all, all these obstacles in your way. Yeah. But guess what? He has created all these blessings that you walk through on a daily basis. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah, bills are going to be there. You know what? But you had bills long ago. You st- you wondered and wished, how am I going to pay the light bill? Is it going to get shut off? Is the car going to get repossessed? But you, that was months ago. And you found a way here today. You still found a way to your job. So he still blessed you with all these blessings along the way. Yeah. Oh, but yet we still wonder, well, why, Lord? Why? Why am I going through this yet again? Why are you putting on this? Why are you putting this on me again? Why am I going through this? Verse nine, woe to him who quarrel with his maker, to him who is but a pot shirt among the pot shirts on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, why are you making? uh, What are you making? Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? So does the Christian say to God, why are you bringing me through this? Come on now. So does the Christian say to God, why do I have to come worship you today? Right. So does the Christian say to the Lord, why am I going through this with my marriage? Right. Why am I still with him? Why am I still with her? Hmm. 
Let me, let me deviate just a second. I want to go over to Malachi. The book of Malachi, and I don't think we had it up there. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 13. Because I, I see our marriages are extremely struggling right now. And, and you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I, my wife and I, we've been married for 22 years. And I've known my wife more than half my life. And I, I love my wife. She is perfect for me. I'm hoping I'm okay for her. <laughs> but I'm me. I mean, God said he's going to make one of us, but, I, I, but we're still individuals. Yeah. So no, much, no matter how much she thinks she knows me, I, I still have my own mind. And no matter how much I think I know her, she still has her own mind. That's right. So whatever she's going through, yeah, she's going through it. I'm here to help her and she's here to help me. But I guarantee you, we have our challenges. We are married. Yeah. It's a marriage. Right. There's going to be trials and tribulations in your marriage. Right. And, and it's not all the same. That's right. You know, and let me, Malachi chapter 2, verse 13 says, another thing you do, you flood the Lord the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because you no longer pay attention to your offers uh, or accepts uh, them that pleasure uh, from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her. Through her uh, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, has not the Lord made them one in flesh and spirit? They are his. And why one? Because he was seeking a godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. So just because you've gotten to this rocky point in your marriage, and you seem like all hope is gone and I, you know, I just can't stand this person anymore and I'm ready, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to separate. I'm ready to divorce. He's just not, not doing what I want him to do. She's just not doing. She ain't like she was when we were dating. All these things. God said, hey, I've been witness between this covenant. Hey, I'm, this covenant is not only with you but with me as well. And then he says, you know, I, I made you one because I'm looking for a godly offspring, you know. Yes. And God, I mean, everybody need to go have babies. But when you do, like I said, our kids are going through things. But when you do, you become parents. God says, I'm looking for a godly offspring. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm looking for you to help them yeah. to admonish and have reverence of me. So when you're married, not only is it about you, it's about your kids. That's right. That's right. And it's not only that, you know, we, we're in a day and age where there, there are like blended uh, families and all these things too, but you are still the parent. That's right. You still have kids. Yeah. So your kids are to learn from you no matter what. Oh, our kids, our kids can be trying. Right. You're talking about a, a, a trial. <laughs> Have some kids. That's right. I mean, kids, kids, uh, kids uh, uh, really try a marriage. That's right. 
And then the kids are like, yeah, whatever. But all the adults are saying, yeah, amen. <laughs> the things that they go through, the things that they test you with is really going to put mom against dad sometimes. Yeah. But God said, hey, but I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in this. Hey, this should be a love triangle. This should be me at the head. You guys are here. The kids are in there. But hey. So when you're going through trials and you're at your wit's end in your marriage, God said, hey, why, why asking me? Why, why, why are you asking me this? I, I'm bringing you through. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't flashy like, hey, I'm, I'm trying you right now. But God said, but yet my word said, I'm, I'm going to try you. I mean, you you're going to get tried. And yeah. Satan said, hey, man, the opportunity is there. And I talked about being sifted before in one of my, my lessons. I mean, Satan, Satan is sifting you in your marriage. He's trying to find out, what can I get out of this? Yeah. And unfortunately, as we're sifted, sometimes we're getting, giving Satan our best. Yeah. But as we know that we're going through these trials and, and like, man, this is really a monkey wrench. How, how do I deal with this? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is crazy. But God said, hey, give all your, tri- give all your troubles over to me. I'm, I'm willing to bear. I'm willing to help you out. So if we look at every aspect of our life, no matter what we're going through, no matter what, even looking at social media and some other things that we've been going through, we can find parallel in the Bible. Again, everything that we go through. So in this marriage that we're going through, God said, hey, I I have given you instructions as a wife what to do. You stay in your lane. Husbands, you stay in your lane. Do what I tell you to do. You don't know if your husband has gone astray. He doesn't, you know, you're here by yourself and he's somewhere else and he don't want to do right, but you're here. He said, hey, you, stay in your lane. That's right. He said, you, it's not for you to save your husband. Let me deal with that. That's right. That's right. He said, whatever your husband cheating on you, he said, hey, you do what you're supposed to do. Let, let me deal with that. That's right. That ain't for you to deal with. Right. I mean, the, the kids, you, you do what you're supposed to do. You say, hey, you stay on them. And that was one of the things that our kids came up with. I mean, they're always on them. Well, you stay on them because we are to give them that moral compass. That's right. So you stay in your lane, do what you're supposed to do. And God say, hey, I, I'll handle the rest. That's right. When they go off to you know, college and military, wherever they go off to, God say, hey, you did what you're supposed to do. I, I still got my hand on them. Let me handle that. That's right. So. As we're going through things with this marriage, so if you're at that point in your marriage and say, man, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. We've all, we've been there. As much as I, my wife, man, I, I don't think marriage can be any better than, I, I love, man, I, I want nothing else more than to be 80, 90 years old with that lady by my side. I mean, I, mm, I can't even imagine life without it that way. I mean, I, man. Wow. But do we go through things along the way? Have we been to a point where he's like, hey, where's the divorce papers? Let me sign right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, two, we're people. We're people. So I know that you're going. That's why we're here. I know you're going through things with your marriage. I know. We're married. I know you're going through things with your kids. It's life. But we need each other. We need each other. Man. I, mean, I don't even know. I mean, I keep harping on what we talk about, uh, like the things we talk about over in the high school class. Some things I don't know if you have been comfortable enough to have a conversation with your kids about. But that's why they need to be here, you know, so we can get things across to them. 
social media. I mean, some of you don't even know anything about, you know, what's up and kick and Snapchat and all these other hundreds of social media platforms that are out there. Yeah. But hey, maybe somebody here can. And maybe we can give them that perspective from a Christian perspective. You know, your marriage, you can get things from people at, at work, but I guarantee you it ain't going to be the right thing. That's right. So we're here together. And God said, hey, I'm, I'm not going to put more on you than, than you can bear. Man. Uh, we'll go back over to Isaiah 45. Verse 9, it says, Woe to him who quarrel uh, with his maker, and to him who is but a potsherd among the potsherds on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does the work say he has no hands? Amen. What, what kind of question is that? <laughs> the clay sitting there, and, is, and no one needs some work, and what, is he going to say, hey, that, you ain't got no hands? I got some work that need to be done. Does the clay say, I got some work that need to be done? So why are we questioning God? God said, verse 10, woe to him who says to his father, what have you begotten? Or to his mother, what have you brought to birth? God says, I know what I'm doing. That's right. But you don't. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So when you try to guide your own life, when you try to do things on your own, you are bound to fail. God said, don't. Husbands, wife, I I gave you directions. Kids, I gave you directions. Obey your your, uh, mother and your father. God says, I have given you all these directions on how to deal with the trials, the stress, the worries, the cares that you're going through right now. We all may be going through something different, but it's not something new. So as you sit here today and and when you go back home and you're worrying and you're stressed and throughout this week, you're on your wits end with your job and like, Lord, why? I'm so sick of this job. I'm so tired of it. I just can't wait. I got to find me something else. God says, hey, I I, I put you there. I I need you there. Hey, you just be do what you're supposed to do. And let me deal with what I need to deal with. Yeah. He said, I blessed you. with it. You're getting paid, right? You're working, you know, 40 hours a week, whatever. You got insurance and all these things. Hey, I'm, remember, hey you remember when you prayed for this job? That's right. yeah, that's right. You remember when that's we right. was up the night before? Lord, please, I know I did okay in the interview, but let them let me call me back and all these things. And now you're a little bit down the road and like, I can't stand I got to find me. I can't. Ugh. Hello. <laughs> God knows what he's doing. Why don't you just take a seat and let God guide your path? God said, I don't need you questioning me. God says, hey, you keep doing what you're doing. That child that's rebellious, that's causing you so much strife, fell in in class and Teachers calling you and all these things, and you said, "Hey, but I'm I'm praying for them. I'm trying to. I'm getting them there to Sunday school. We're there at church every Sunday. Uh, Brother May, can you please uh, talk to my son, my daughter? Can you?" I said, "You keep doing what you're supposed to do." (laughs) He said, "Don't you stop? Don't you just give up and say I'm not going back over to Locust Grove? They just don't get it." Come on, come on. God says, "I know what I'm doing." Yeah, yeah. 
when you wake up in the morning, I just can't, I can't, I don't want to go to this job. I, uh. Your whole demeanor change, even just saying whatever the name of the job you own. You say it, you just, uh, you know, you're stressed just right away. God says, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Your marriage, you're on that wit saying, I can't harp on the marriages enough. There's no greater way that Satan wants to defeat the church Amen. than the family. That's and right. the family begins yeah. with mama and daddy. That's right. He wants to split that. That's right. He wants to cause so much strife in that area. That's right. But God says, I know, just follow my plan. I know what I'm doing. I know what's stressful. I know you're at your wits end. But put your hand in mine. I'll get you through this. I'll get you through this valley. I'll get you through this tough spot. It may be a year, but I'll get you over it. Yeah. And oh, you're going to be happy. You're going to be okay. Right. Just trust in me, have faith in me. That's right. And all will work out. That's right. The Romans 8 and 37 says that, you know, we're more than, than conquerors. Amen. So no matter what we're going through as we are Christians, then we must believe that we are indeed more than conquerors. Amen. You can get over what you're going through. Amen. And I like over, uh, and I'll, I will conclude with this, over in, in John, John chapter 16, in verse 33. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in the world. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, I, I didn't leave you comfortless. Amen. I, I know that there's going to be trouble in this world, but Jesus said, I have overcome it all. Amen. If you just endure for the night, yeah. joy will come in the morning. Amen. So if you just endure through this trial that you're going through, yeah. no matter if it even takes you to your death, that peace that will surpass our understanding is not necessarily here on earth. That's right. That's right. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling with, when you ask, why, Lord, why do I have to go through this? Why am I dealing with this? Why this again? Why, Lord? Ask yourself, why? Why is my faith not where it should be at this moment? Why am I not giving my troubles over to Jesus? Why am I struggling with this alone? Why am I feeling depressed alone? Why am I angry, Lord, with my kids? Why, Lord? When we ask why, we must look at the scripture. God says, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. If you have faith in him, yeah. he'll help you through whatever the situation that you're going through. Right. Now, if you're here today and, and you haven't given your life over to Christ, that's what you must do to get things right with him. He says his, his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayer. Yeah. Being righteous means I, I'm going to obey what God told me to do. 
Now, many of you have heard God's word. You believe that God is creator of the heaven and earth. You believe that Jesus you know, died, is his son and died on the cross for the remission of our sins. You believe that. But we must also repent. You must repent of any sin that you have committed. Man. You must give your life in baptism. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, well, I believe in God. I, I'll even confess Jesus before man. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I don't want to, I don't feel like getting in the water today. Why? Well, 1 Peter 3, 21, 22 tells that. It's for a good conscience towards God. Man. If God told you to do that, if he told us to, to repent and be baptized, Acts 2.38, if we're to do that, then to be righteous means I'm going to do things that's right in God's sight. I need to be baptized because it gives me that good conscience because I'm doing what you told me to do, God. That's right. Don't, don't put that off. We, we're available to do that right now. The water's ready right now. If you have not right. given your life over to Christ that's right. and you're dealing with all these stress, all these things in your life, and you know that God is able to take care of you, but you're not in right standards with him. Get things right today. Man. And you say, well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm, I need to work on myself. I'm a, you can't work nothing out. That's right. it, it ain't for you to. It's not you. If you go by your own directions, then you'll never make it. That's right. Get right with God and let him help you through this path. That's right. We need God. Man. So if you have not given your life over to Christ, we can do that today. Baptism is right here ready for you today. Yeah. And then we must also live faithful unto death. If you have not lived faithful, if you're hitting and missing coming to worship, if you are not living right you, you, and you're worldly, living a worldly life, God say, hey, get, get, get it right. Get it right today. That's right. We are not meant to go through this alone. That's right. If you ask why, why, Lord, why? Get things right today. I, I can't plead to you enough. I'm sorry I don't have this. Hallelujah. Get up and get. But this is something that I, I see within our congregations that so many of us are struggling with the trials that we're dealing with one thing or another. And I, I plead to you to handle it the right way. And one thing that I tell our kids all the time, one way you can tell the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is a Christian knows how to deal with situations. Christians should know how to deal with trials and tribulations. And we saw, you know, years ago when the stock market crashed and we had all these wealthy people, the stock market crashed, they jumping off buildings and committing suicide and all these things. But as a Christian, you know that, hey, that's, I'm the, the money is not my work. The money is not my life. That's right. This trial that I'm going through is a part of life, but hey, I can deal with it. God can help me through this. So I, I pray to you today, if you have not gotten your life right with Christ, get that right today. If you have fallen and stumbled, I pray that you make those petitions known right here today. Get things right. Ask for forgiveness and do right. Do better. Amen. If you know that you haven't been doing right, do better. Man. The hardest part to anything is getting started. Right. Amen? Amen. Right. Well, that's my message today. Uh, Hadori, what is our song? Because He Lives. Because he lives.